Hey everybody, it is me, it's Steve Simonson. I'm coming back to you again with another Awesomers episode. And we're doing these kind of on a random basis, but I'm glad you're tuned in today. If you're hearing me, you're somehow in the loop. You're either subscribed, which I hope you are, uh, or that you got some sort of notification or share from somebody who did a good deed for you. So welcome uh, to the Awesomers podcast. And if you want to check out the show notes and some of the links I'm going to mention in today's episode, go to awesomers.com slash 137. That's awesomers.com slash 137 to get the details. Now, today my topic is um, reflecting on Amazon Project Zero. And really the question, uh, perhaps I'm in a cynical uh, mood at the moment, but the, the question is this concept of Amazon's Project Zero announcement, real brand protection or just an Amazon PR move? And I want to break that down and talk to you about it today. So uh, first of all, I do want to say uh, proactively that uh, if you haven't checked out sellerchatbot.com, uh, go there and check that out. Uh, I am a passive investor. I can't take credit for their, their awesome work, but it is the easiest to implement solution for chatbots. Uh, I don't have any affiliation uh, or you know, anything like that directly, but I am a passive investor. So there's your FTC disclosure. Uh, I think it is the easiest chatbot to use. And if you can't have a chatbot launched in 10 minutes, like a search find buy or a launch or other bot using the built-in flows, you're just not doing it right. I'll be honest with you. There's no programming, no tech requirement. Go check that out right now, sellerchatbot.com. So uh, let's talk about what is Amazon Project Zero. I don't know if you've heard or paid any attention to some of the, the press out there, but Amazon, about a month or so ago, uh, maybe six weeks, they started making press release, making a little noise about this so-called Project Zero. And, you know, my interpretation is that uh, Amazon, so it, Amazon, of course, is a giant beast. And so, uh, sorry to stammer on you there, but it's like, where do I begin? This part of Amazon is in the Amazon services, which is organized and, and purpose-built to serve Amazon FBA sellers and the marketplace sellers around the world. This is not related to AWS or, you know, obviously the streaming service or anything else. This is all about the Amazon marketplace. So if you sell in the Amazon marketplace, you're going to want to hear all about this and stay very closely tuned in because there's some features in here that may be really uh, game changers for you. And I have to say, I'm quoting a seller who said it was a game changer when they implemented it. So anyway, Amazon Services is responsible for all the marketplace and FBA sellers. They've developed this Project Zero in response to what I call an epidemic of counterfeit items and fake stuff being sold on a regular basis on Amazon. And what a terrible experience that is for a consumer to buy something. It's a knockoff. Maybe they recognize it's a knockoff and they've wasted their time. And even if they get their money back, it's still a, a bitter taste in your mouth. And of course, there's many cases where a hijacker will, will take the listing from the authorized brand, from whoever actually made the product, sell a knockoff that looks close enough, the consumer never notices it's a knockoff or a problem, and they just kind of think that the brand sucks at that point. They leave a negative product review, which as we know, is almost impossible to get off of Amazon's uh, review system. And I have begged Amazon, I continue, I implore you, Amazon, uh, as you're listening out there, 
it's so easy to understand that if a product review came from one of the hijackers, one of the guys selling counterfeit, that should be knocked off the main product. Stop letting hijackers get, accrue product reviews because those only hurt the consumer experience and ultimately they hurt the brand owners as well. Now, I do want to say in terms of full disclosure, um, I use the word epidemic, right? Uh, there's an ongoing epidemic of knockoffs, fakes, and counterfeits on Amazon. And that's my own characterization of what I often refer to as a Wild West situation. And that Amazon marketplace is truly like a Wild West where, uh, you know, often Amazon as the, as the uh, sheriff or the marshal shoots first and asks questions later. Your competition is absolutely shooting uh, with everything from negative reviews to even positive reviews. They're doing you know, review gluing, they're doing all kinds of uh, nefarious activities to kind of get a leg up. And I tell you, they're getting pretty good at it. Um, so this Wild West experience is not ideal for consumers long-term. It certainly doesn't help brand owners, but as we know, Amazon is obsessed with customer service, and the customers that they recognize, by the way, are not marketplace sellers. We are not customers, or if we are, we are definitely many levels down in terms of customer value than the end consumer who's actually buying this stuff. And, you know, I suppose that's logical in some way, but it's, it's not often that sellers feel the love, uh, so to speak. And I, I do want to say, in fairness, that Amazon's official declaration about Amazon Project Zero doesn't include things like epidemic knockoffs or things like that. Here's what they say. Uh, this is from Amazon directly. We are excited to announce Project Zero, a new program that empowers brands to drive counterfeits to zero. Project Zero combines Amazon's advanced technology, machine learning, and innovation with sophisticated knowledge that brands have of their own intellectual property and how to best detect counterfeits of their products. So I like the words like empower and driving counterfeits to zero. All of that sounds good. But if you were confused at what machine learning and innovation and some of those things mean, I'm going to dive into that here just in a moment and uh, talk about some of those exact tactics that Amazon is deploying on our behalf uh, and to make the marketplace better. So, but before I do that, the, the first question you might wonder is, hey, can I get in on this project zero? And I can tell you that right now, Amazon's limiting the program to certain brands that were invited originally. And this is a common part of a beta phase to be, be sure that kind of the, the concept itself, the services offered, even the flow of how the program works is in fact working. Uh, it's not uncommon to have tweaks or adjustments that need to be made, and that's normal. Uh, you do have to wonder if the big PR push is a little premature. Uh, if, in fact, most sellers don't have access to this, what's the point of talking about it until it's actually working? Well, the point is maybe it deflects a little bit of that bad press that seems to be going around. And I have to say in, in all candor that that seems to be the main thing that gets Amazon to act is, is bad press. Now, I know there's a ton of Amazon uh, team members working day and night to, to make seller experiences better. And I have spoken to Amazon directly on this a number of times. I wouldn't say anything to you, Awesomers listeners, here on the podcast that I wouldn't say to them directly. There are times where I'm more optimistic and times where I'm more pessimistic. You know, two years ago, uh, I was more pessimistic. It felt like 
you know, there's no two-way street. It was one way. Amazon was in both lanes and we were getting run over on a daily basis. A year ago, I felt like, hey, seller love seems to be a real thing. There seems to be some positive momentum, but it definitely seems uh, that the pendulum has swung back towards at least my own pessimistic perspective. Uh, please don't confuse pessimism with me determining that Amazon doesn't have an opportunity. It's still an extraordinary opportunity, and I may talk a little bit more about that uh, at the end of this podcast. So the opportunity is still there. I'm just pessimistic about how tough it is and how little I see tangible things coming out of Amazon. So anyway, the point, uh, again, it's a philosophical question. If most of us don't have access to it, why do the PR now until you get it done and until you roll it out? And uh, again, I think it's a fair question. It doesn't really matter what the answer is though because the project is just beginning. Uh, here is the official statement from Amazon because I want to be fair and not just give you my own jaded perspective at this moment. Uh, Project Zero is currently an invite-only experience available in the U.S. We are adding brands as quickly as we can while ensuring a high-quality experience. Brands are not yet in, that are not yet enrolled should join the wait list, and we'll let them know as soon as we're ready to add them. And just so you know, if you go to awesomers.com slash 137, I've included links to the Amazon Project Zero press release, the Project Zero kind of homepage, and the wait list page as well, so you can uh, go to awesomers.com slash 137 and get those links right now. So before we kind of move on to the next point, I do want to say, again, in fairness, I think the Amazon marketplace remains the most uh, extraordinary opportunity for somebody to get their feet wet with the least amount of risk and the highest potential ROI and a relatively low amount of capital. Now, there's nothing about any marketplace or any business that is perfect. But this is as cool and as, as awesome as I think something could possibly be. And I think that it's improving, and long-term, I think Amazon wants it to improve. It doesn't mean it's easy. There, there's a big difference between simple and easy. Is it simple to list an item, um, or is it easy to list an item uh, on Amazon? Yes, it's easy. Is it simple to make it sell? Not so much. Uh, there's a lot more to it. Uh, okay, so we've talked about what is it and who can join. Let's talk about how Project Zero actually works and get into some of the tactical level things that Amazon has asserted will make our lives better. So Amazon has stated they will use three primary tactics uh, in the ongoing battle to uh, reduce abuse of the marketplace and ideally uh, enhance the experience that consumers have when they, they buy products. We don't want them buying fake products. Sellers and brands hate it when uh, consumers get fake products. And so brands have a high incentive to see this program succeeds because it, the brand itself will often get the blame for poor quality knockoffs. Uh, Amazon uses three tactics, and here's tactic number one. Tactic one is automated protections. So Amazon has uh, proclaimed that their new automations scan 5 billion product listing updates every single day. Now think about that for a minute. Let it, let it soak in. Every single day, with all the you know, tens of millions of product listings, there are five billion product listing updates every day. Obviously, some items have more than one update per day. And Amazon indicates in their recent press release that they have been testing these new automations with a number of, of the beta brands, and on average, get this, they proactively stop 100 times more uh, 
suspected counterfeit products compared to the current reactive system that is in place on brands uh, not in Project Zero and or those brands listed outside the marketplaces in the U.S. So, you know, if there is something that we can measure and tangibly see a hundred times improvement, keeping away fake sellers and knockoff sellers and hijackers, that would be pretty amazing. Honestly, that would be pretty amazing. So uh, now that's tactic one and that's automated protections. So this is where they talk about enhanced machine learning and new things that they're doing. And that's cool. That automation should be very feasible to roll out to everybody in the, in the future. I don't know how near the future will be, but that part of it seems highly easy to roll out. Uh, let's talk about tactic number two. Uh, and that is self-service counterfeit removal tools. So Amazon has uh, indicated that new tools will allow registered brands to remove any counterfeit listings, uh, you know, also known as hijackers, without the need to suffer through the old process. And for any of you out there, you know the old process. It's the current process for the vast majority of us as well, if we're not in Project Zero. And currently, that process looks something like this. Uh, we go, we find a hijacker, we can't just report them and get them off, we have to buy the fake product, wait for it to be delivered, which by the way, if they're sending it from China, can be weeks to receive the fake product. Then we have to physically get it, we have to document the differences between the fake cheap knockoff and the authentic item, we do that through a case submission to Amazon, and then we run around and we grab all the Lucky Charms and the Four Leaf Clovers, Rabbit's Feet, anything that we get, we may even find religion and just start praying to the Amazon gods that they take action. And often this is repeated multiple times against the same hijackers with limited effect or even temporary effect. So that's not ideal. That's how the system works today. Now, Amazon claims that with Project Zero, brands will have unprecedented control. That's a quote, unprecedented control to remove listings and that those removals will even feed into the automated protection, which means that machine learning will combine those, those lessons that are submitted by brand owners to proactively keep out the bad guys. As I like to say, you know, Amazon has to, to troll these giant nets through the, the marketplace ocean to find all the bad fish, all those rotten fish. And my complaint is that you know, too often it feels like inside those nets they're catching dolphins. And we're the dolphins, right? The, the guys who are trying to do the right things, who actually care about terms of service and wish that everybody was on the same equal footing, we're the dolphins. And we, we just want to see it be uh, clear and even-handed, whatever the rules are. So, again, the idea of going from the, you know, order the product, document the 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 differences and then just hope that uh, somebody at Amazon takes action would be vastly improved if the Project Zero claim is right to, that a brand owner could just click and remove people. Now we do know that some people have something similar to this already, but it is hit and miss to be sure. And it's certainly not something that uh, brand owners rely on as a, as a protection that they really can count on long term. Anyway, if you have ever submitted somebody as a brand owner that was uh, hijacking your listing or selling a fake product, you know what I mean. It hasn't worked to now, so hopefully the new thing will be better. Now, the third tactic is what they call product serialization. 
Uh, Amazon touts that the advent of product serialization will result in bringing Project Zero full circle to eliminate any counterfeit items being sold on Amazon for a particular brand. So the concept of unique IDs being printed and placed on every single product was introduced through a program called Amazon Transparency a couple years back. And again, if you want to get a link to Amazon Transparency and learn more about that, you can go to awesomers.com slash 137. We've got a link in there as well. So transparency is, is a concept that already existed. It seems that the integration of transparency or the serialization concept into Project Zero is clearly a natural fit. Now for brands, a key factor is that all items must include that unique product ID regardless of where they're shipped. So that means every production that you run, you need to purchase these labels, essentially they're, they're little labels that you get, through Amazon authorized partners. And the cost of these basically ranges from one cent to five cents per unit. So just take a minute and add five cents per unit. This is not just on Amazon products. This is on every product that is sold by the brand, regardless of the channel. That's the only way Project Zero works and is a, is a component, at least, of transparency. Now, the more you sell of units or the more unit labels you purchase, it goes from that five cents down as low as one cent. I personally don't know why the price is that high. It's, um, you know... I think it should be lower price. I don't think the cost to, to print labels are that high. And in my view, the product, the marketplace of Amazon, the Amazon marketplace in itself has kind of cultivated this climate of counterfeits, yet the brand owners are the ones responsible for paying for it. Uh, this is just a normal gripe I have. I hope uh, you guys understand that, you know, I'm an advocate for entrepreneurs and Although I love the Amazon marketplace and I think it provides really cool opportunities, it's the entrepreneurs that uh, I like to, to think about and, and what are the impacts of these things on them. So in this particular tactic, we're talking about number three, product serialization. The, the concept is, you know, each of these unique product IDs will be put on each individual product, every single one with a unique ID, and this will be done at production. And then anybody that includes Amazon or a consumer can download a free app and scan the QR code to see in fact that the product details and the authenticity of the item are in fact all real and all genuine. And that's a, that's a nice enhancement uh, to have that. Again, the fact that we have to put ID labels on every product that are sold across multiple channels. So if I sell a million items to Staples, of course, that would be at the lower rate. That's still a penny times a million all to Staples customers because it, maybe somebody buys it on Staples and tries to resell it on Amazon. It needs to still be viewed as authentic. So it's, it's not that the cost per unit is so extraordinary. It's just that it's a cost and it's Amazon monetizing yet again some other aspect of their their wild west that, that we're now responsible for dealing with. So uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that the prices will go down over time and there may be no way around this, this reality. I just, I don't like the irony of us, you know, trying to clamp down on counterfeits that have been fostered in this marketplace and us footing the bill. But as I like to say, in fairness, 
Amazon is at least doing something. They're, you know, they're in the absence of alternatives, I'll take it uh, in fairness, and that's probably why they know they can charge. <laughs> uh, and I also want to point out that in Project Zero, Amazon does not require a brand to serialize the products. It is not a requirement of Project Zero, but they do indicate that those who commit to this tactic see the best results, and I think that's fair. And so, again, I'm not trying to you know, kick Amazon in the crotch all day long. I'm trying to, to hold Amazon accountable where it's needed and then illustrate where the opportunities are for improvement, both on the Amazon side or the entrepreneur side, so that both parties can give the best experience to consumers. When we do that, that's what creates the magic. That's why the Amazon marketplace is blowing up and that worldwide it remains the absolute force in e-commerce. That's when all those things marry up. And I have to say, again, in full fairness to Amazon, despite all of these little complaints and all the things I bring up, they're still growing and expanding at extraordinary rates with absolute massive potential. And it's in spite of all those things that I've talked about so far, you know, the hijacking, the counterfeits, the, you know, uh, dolphins getting caught in the net. In spite of all of that, Amazon continues to grow. And that looks good for Amazon and it's good for consumers because they're getting lots of choices and aggressive pricing and so forth. But I, I do know of many stories where entrepreneurs, businesses have been started, they got really successful, and then they were devastated by some change or some competitor threat. And so there are real hardships that exist as a result of some of these things as well. So, you know, there's a difference, again, between easy and simple. Uh, be sure that you know it. I, I do want to take just a minute here and say, if you haven't already checked out the Empowery.org empowery uh, co-op, I really want you to do it because the more people that join Empowery and join in our co-op will help us have the power to go to Amazon and advocate on behalf of sellers some fair treatment so that we get a, a voice in the process. You know, maybe this constant increasing of prices at lightning deals, for example, and the lower effectiveness, uh, a co-op can bring some, shed some light on that and bring some uh, conversation points. There are many, many other reasons that the co-op exists. And the three center points of the co-op are, you know, better financial efficiency. You can get discounts and you can earn cash back on a financial basis with lots and lots of vendors. There's the kind of influence and lobbying I just kind of inferred about, uh, or maybe I implied it, uh, about, you know, going to Amazon as a group and saying, hey, you know, this product or project or concept is great, but here's how it could be better and working in cooperation with Amazon. Co-op members banding together will be better. And then, of course, there's the, the community piece as well. And I don't want you guys to forget this uh, point when you think about the Empowery Co-op. There are big guys on the right side, the big brands, the Procter & Gamble's of the world, the Sony's and the, you know, Apple's. These giant brands are in it to win it, right? They have no time. They couldn't care less about any of us small guys. And then there's the big private equity companies who see the opportunity on the marketplace and they're in the process of aggressively spending, even buying multiple companies doing what we call a roll up. And those guys are again, also in it to win it, right? So you got these two big powerhouses and ultimately they could squeeze the independence right out. And the point of the co-op is to make the independence strong, make us together. We're big uh, together. We can survive together. We can uh, make a difference 
but we remain independent. And that's kind of the empowering motto. We can be independent together. Okay, let's get back into Amazon Project Zero. So the next question that comes up uh, is, what is the cost of Amazon Project Zero, right? So we've already talked about the fact that it's an invitation-only project right now, but you can go get on the wait list. Uh, just go to awesomers.com slash 137, and there's a link there. Once you are invited, there is actually no cost to enroll in Project Zero at all. So you can, in fact, take advantage of the enhanced automation that uh, we talked about earlier with what Amazon claims is 100 times more effective at keeping out the bad actors. And you also get access to the self-service uh, removal tool. Forgive me, my, my voice is uh, in and out. I've been traveling a lot. So the point is, those two parts of Project Zero are no cost. If you do decide to implement product serialization, the cost, which is consistent with the transparency program, of one cent to five cent per label per unit would be in place. But again, that's not a requirement. So I give Amazon a lot of kudos for making that uh, an, a component of the program that is an option for the seller. And uh, I, I, that's something I really appreciate. So finally, the question is, who can join Amazon Project Zero? And this, this I, I think, deserves just a minute of you know, rewind. Amazon, for the last couple of years, has aggressively been pushing the Amazon brand registry 2.0 is what most of us call it. The first brand registry was, was something. Uh, the new brand registry is something different. Uh, the base requirement for the new brand registry is to have a government-issued trademark for your brand that allows you to assert your brand ownership and gain the added protections. Now, as I've alluded to earlier, in many ways these so-called protections have been mostly urban legends that have, you know, we thought we were getting with brand registry, but many brand registry 2.0 brands are still facing an onslaught of hijackers, often on a daily basis. Let's not kid ourselves, it's, it's still happening. And there are many other tactics, even if they can't hijack your brand, that they use to attack you. Negative reviews, uh, leaving fake safety complaints, all kinds of other things. We'll talk about some black hat stuff in a future episode. But I do wanna say it's important that if Amazon is determining ownership, a trademark is a fair way to do that. That's who should have the protection, the one who owns the trademark. So the real key is to take that verification of ownership and actually deliver some sort of tangible protection. And to me, that's the genesis of their idea for Amazon Project Zero. So I really do appreciate that. And, you know, I want to give them a, a shout out that, you know, this could be the culmination of some good ideas all working for the benefit of uh, sellers and entrepreneurs. Now, again, up until now, brand registry is the only hurdle that legitimate brands had to bear to get into registry. And we, I call it a hurdle because there are real costs to you know, getting into a, a trademark. Uh, there's also time that you have to wait. All during that time, of course, hijackers continue to steal <laughs> sales on a regular basis. So maybe the tipping point will, in fact, be Project Zero. And I do want to make a warning. There are some people out there buying trademarks off the trademark exchanges and, and the like. Uh, definitely talk to a trademark lawyer. That process may work for you to get into brand registry, 
but in terms of having a defendable trademark, uh, I don't think that that will work. And in fact, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what lawyers think. And the lawyers I talked to, there are requirements and usage and all kinds of regulations re that make some of those trademarks that are being sold, by the way, for really high prices in many cases, uh, not really usable for a legal defendable entity, even if it accomplishes your goal on Amazon. So just take steps now and go get it done. And if you need to find a, a good trademark attorney, just go to empowery.com slash contact and ask them for a referral. They'll give you a free referral even if you're not a member. Uh, but why not be a member? Uh, of course, those who don't have brand registry won't be eligible for Project Zero. They can't get an invitation until you're registered. And today we know that brands outside the U.S. are also not eligible for uh, Project Zero. So let's bring this thing home and talk about, you know, kind of the summary. Do I think Project Zero is a good idea? Yes, I do think it's a good idea. Uh, do I think the, the press is maybe a little early? Uh, trying to bring some pressure off of some of the negative publicity. Yeah, maybe, but that's, it's my own opinion. So who cares? Uh, fundamentally, the question is how fast will brands be onboarded into project zero and how fast will it expand to some of the other global selling areas? I was just in Prague. Uh, there were uh, folks at the EU seller conference there from 28 different countries. And believe me, they, they, I don't know, protections are re required everywhere. doesn't matter if you're in Japan or Europe or wherever. We need brand owners to have some level of protection to take care of the customer properly because we're in it for the long term. That's what Amazon wants. That's what consumers want. And ultimately, that's what's good for everybody. So I know I went a little long here, everybody, but I, I just, I'm totally passionate about this idea of, you know, entrepreneurs and e-commerce and uh, and I appreciate the fact that Amazon is trying to, you know, introduce this Project Zero. I am a little bit of a skeptic at heart, I admit it. But, you know, my, my answer to Amazon, uh, if you don't like me uh, whining and, and uh, talking about some of these things, is, you know, prove me wrong. Uh, you know, roll, roll it out as fast as you can in as many places you can, and I'll give you full credit when you do. Uh, if anything, I'm very fair about that stuff. So, Awesomers, I appreciate you joining the podcast, as always. Awesomers.com slash 137 for show notes and links into Amazon Project Zero and all that stuff. And uh, don't forget to check out Seller Chatbot, uh, Empowery, and you may as well pop over to uh, www.parsimony.com and check out Parsimony. It's got a few amazing features that will be uh, really easy for you to access, and I think it's important for Amazon sellers to uh, keep in touch with some of these things. There's even a free version that you'll be able to take a look at in the next couple of weeks. So get in on the early list and we'll talk to you more. Oh, I have to say this. Uh, Empower is having an event in May. It is going to be extraordinary. And unlike most of the, you know, big events, this one's going to be a, a, a pretty intimate event with, you know, uh, you know, 40, 50, maybe 60 people. I don't know exactly, but you'll be able to rub elbows with, you know, different service providers, you'll be able to rub elbows with all the experts and speakers. I will certainly be there. My good friend Kevin King will be there. Tim Francis will be there. Uh, Evan Hackle will be there. Michael Bikowski, who can teach you how to build culture in your company, will be there. Uh, Berenica will be there. Aaron will be there. Marcos will be there. So many other great entrepreneurs will be there and there to share with you. If you haven't already, 
go find the empowery.com website and there's a an event in May we're having. You definitely don't want to miss it. Let's get on that right now, everybody. I sure would love to see you there. Thanks again, and we will see you next time on awesomers.com.